Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Welcome to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Rob Walgate sitting in for Bob this morning. And uh, Jonathan, I wasn't here for two minutes and I broke something. So we kind of had a little technical Technical difficulties. That's all right. Technical difficulties. It happens on a Friday. Maybe it happened because there's just not enough to talk about today. There's not enough going on in the world that we don't have enough items to talk about. So things are breaking. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. (laughs) That is it. Well... Uh, once again, good morning. Welcome to the program. Huge thanks to Bob for allowing me to sit in this chair on this Friday morning. I, I'll tell you what, I had a thought this morning. I thought, you know, Bob may shoot me a text after yesterday's speech at five o'clock by the president. I thought, is Bob, because I, I was scheduled, I've been scheduled to sit in for him. He's had this day planned to be away from the microphone. I thought, is he going to be able to handle being away from the microphone? After what was said yesterday at five o'clock, because I know he has plenty to say and react to it, and he'll he'll get to that. But sitting in for Bob and it being his show, we have to stick with tradition and what he does. And what he does each and every morning is the pledge. So we will get to the pledge of allegiance right now. So there's only one way we're going to start off tonight. Only one way we're going to start this night off. I want to lead everyone tonight. Miami, join me. America, join me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, 
one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And that, of course, is from The Rock. And based on what's happening today in the United States of America, would it catch anyone by surprise if The Rock was a legit presidential candidate come 2024? I know that's something he's hinted at before. So, Yeah, I'm sure that would end up very well. Who knows? Who knows? It, it is the United States, and we've seen crazier. And um, speaking of crazier, we can dive right in on this Friday. We have so much planned. We can dive into the president's remarks yesterday at 5 o'clock regarding uh, vaccines and what lies ahead for the country. Uh, I do also want to talk about with tomorrow being the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001. I do want to get into that. I want to hear from callers and listeners and, and allow you to share your thoughts on what has happened over the last 20 years or how that day impacted you and changed your life. And uh, it changed a lot of our lives and how we view things in the United States. So I, w- I would love to hear from you this morning on this Friday morning, 216-901-0945. But, but I want to start. I want to start with President Biden from yesterday. And the first thing is, why was there a need to do it yesterday? At 5 p.m. on Thursday, September 9th, why was there that need to the term hijack this week is probably not an appropriate one to use, but I'm going to use it. Hijack the news cycle with that press conference as we approach the 20th anniversary of 9-11, as we've seen the dysfunctionality of the last few weeks in regards to Afghanistan. All that could have waited until Monday. Yesterday's 5 p.m. briefing could have waited until Monday. That's how it should have been done. It should They should have waited till next week and let this week clear. However, the president, whoever has the president's ear, thought it would be a good idea to get on national television and lecture the American people. And bully the American people. The thing that has amazed me over the past 18 months regarding this pandemic that we've been in is the fact that folks on the left who are always talking about being tolerant, who are always talking about being anti-bully, end up being the biggest bullies in the room all the time. They're always telling people how to act and what to do and how to behave. Isn't that what the president did yesterday? With his COVID-19 plan, with what he unleashed, his path out of the pandemic, his six-pronged approach on the way to move forward and vaccinating the unvaccinated. I mean, the bully pulpit that he used, (laughs) I just can't wrap my head around. Have you ever been talked to by anyone like that before in telling you, how you're going to behave, the constitutional overreach of this administration. And we just we just went through a presidency and Donald Trump's presidency and his administration. If we could find a way to pull from network news every time the words dictator or tyranny 
or any of those words tied to that were used, I would have to believe it was used more during the Trump administration by people attacking that administration than it ever been used in the history of time. And yet now we have a regime, I mean an administration, that just announce <laughs> the most tyrannical executive order I think I've ever seen. They screamed about it for four years, but now they're the ones that are living out. Let's take a look. Jonathan, let's take a look. How about let's take a listen? Jonathan pulled some clips. Let's listen to clip one. So here's where we stand. The path ahead, even with the Delta variant, it's not nearly as bad as last winter. But what makes it incredibly more frustrating is that we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans, supported by a distinct minority of elected officials, are keeping us from turning the corner. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part and want to get back to life as normal. Well, a couple things from that. One is he's lecturing the unvaccinated folks, saying they're causing unvaccinated folks to die. So he's blaming the unvaccinated for causing the unvaccinated to die. And these are people, that the shots have been readily available. These are folks who choose, who choose not to be vaccinated. But that's not good enough. Maybe they've been advised by their healthcare professional not to be vaccinated. We don't know. But he's saying it doesn't matter. Now, the other thing that's interesting is we also know, we've learned through this from the vaccines, that folks that have been vaccinated, one, are still getting sick. But two, they are also transmitting the virus to others. Are they not? Have, have we not seen research and studies that are telling us that they have the ability, those that are getting sick that have been vaccinated, can get others sick that have been vaccinated or haven't been vaccinated? So it seems like he's making that group of Americans the scapegoat that haven't been vaccinated. And and here's here's the thing about it is the left always wants to scream that they're the party of science. In this situation, they're the biggest science deniers I've ever seen because those with natural immunity are not given a pass on anything. They are told they must get vaccinated as well. When we know this is the first time in history for any virus, for anything, that natural immunity has not counted and has not been a recommendation to tell someone they don't need the vaccine. Read CDC guidance for anything else. Read it. If you have exposure and natural immunity, it is not recommended you get the vaccine. Why aren't they using that same guidance here? Because we can look at the Cleveland Clinic study. We can look at studies from around the world that says if you have natural immunity, you're in much better shape than if you got the vaccine in regards to not catching the virus again. No one discusses that in this administration. No one discusses that in this administration. What they're discussing is is the fact of, hey, you have to listen 
these are our rules, these are in place, do what we say, or lose your job. That That's what's being said. I, I thought it would go a step, I will say this, I thought it would go a step farther yesterday. I thought the plan was going to go a step farther. I thought, and I had this feeling, and, and remember, eight, ten months ago, if you held any of these views, because you, you were considered to be a conspiracy theorist, if you talked about vaccine passports. And if you're listening right now and you, you're saying, well, I'm pro-vaccine, you, you can be pro-vaccine and against these requirements and against these mandates. You can be pro-vaccine, which many are, and believe in still having the freedom of not being told what to do. You're being told what to do by an administration who is constantly screaming that no one should step between you and your doctor. However, when your doctor gives you advice that they don't agree with, they're the fo- they're the first people to step in and say no. We want to con- we don't we don't want to just control your health care. We want to control your life. And when the government controls your health care, they're controlling each and every decision for you. We have so much more to get into this morning. Uh, join us, 216-901-0945. You're listening day in 1420. The answer. The free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. Welcome back to the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, The Answer. Rob Walgate in the chair this morning for Bob France. And we were just getting started on um, President Biden's press conference from yesterday. Uh, his plan, his path forward, his what, what, what has he called it? I've, I've seen so many different, different plans. I know this was a six-prong approach, path out of the pandemic, vaccinate the unvaccinated, further protect the vaccinated, Keep schools safely open. I'm going to stop right there before I read the other six. Keep schools safely open. Just go look at the emails back and forth from the CDC and the teachers' unions last year regarding keeping schools open. Who who had the influence there? I mean, the teachers' unions just hold over the elected officials the fact that they send their money to their candidates. So that's where that comes from, keep the schools open. CDC doesn't have any say in that. They change their guidance based upon whatever the teachers' unions tell them to do. Increase testing and require masking. Protect our economic recovery recovery and improve care for those with COVID-19. Yeah, how about we improve care for those with COVID-19, but we also acknowledge the fact that those that have recovered from COVID-19 have immunity and they're good to go. Those are the people that are out there donating blood. Those are the people that are out there allowing their antibodies to be used um, in this fight because there's so many people that are being harmed by COVID. But what we can't do is continually shut down 
And if, if you've listened to us and the work that we've done from the beginning at the American Policy Roundtable, and, and you can visit us online at aproundtable.org or the public square dot com. Uh, that's the public square dot com. You can find many resources from us regarding COVID chronicles. Those are broadcasts that we've done on our radio program, uh, the public square that highlights everything that has happened from the beginning. We're going all the way back 18 months ago um, and, and what the virus then looked like and what we can anticipate in the future. And we talked about it medically from the beginning. We talked about this is a virus that's going to have to run its course just like it has throughout human history. I know Joe Biden said he was going to shut down the virus, and I know Joe Biden has failed to shut down the virus. My, my question for Joe Biden would be, how? what was the plan to shut down the virus? Because a virus is going to run its course. Some would argue, and I'm not making this argument, so please um, hear me out, but some would argue the best thing that we could have done would have been to let it run its course from the beginning. And uh, there would have been folks that, that passed away tragically, as there have been folks that passed away. But if it would have ran its course from the beginning, um, maybe we wouldn't have all these variants. Maybe we wouldn't have all these changes. And it would have, uh, we would have experienced herd immunity, natural immunity a lot faster. Again, I'm not advocating for that position. I just think we need to take a look at it. What we heard yesterday at five o'clock regarding the constitutional overreach of Joe Biden and putting shots in the arm. Let me, let me make this clear is uh, <laughs> Joe Biden and his team know that this is an overreach. They know they don't have the authority to do this. They don't care. Much like Mike DeWine didn't care with his constitutional overreach. As Mike DeWine in the state of Ohio, Governor DeWine, as he won in court when it comes to constitutional questions and claims for what he did through Dr. Acton and whoever, is it the director of the Department of Health this week? No. But they did it anyway because that's what they wanted to do. Joe Biden used the bully pulpit to get in there last night at 5 p.m. to cause a distraction from 9-11, to cause a distraction from the Taliban regime that, that's in power. He wanted to be that distraction. That's what his advisors told him to do. They know it won't hold up in a court of law, but at that point they don't care because they will have bullied and intimidated a number of people who feel like now they must make the decision between a shot in the arm and keeping a roof over the family's head. Because Joe Biden is not going to give any protections for the unvaccinated. He's not going to let them have the eviction moratorium. He's not going to tell them you don't have to pay your rent if you choose not to work because you don't get the shot. So that bullying that he talks about often, that's exactly what he's doing. And if they don't win in court, they'll shrug their shoulders and their mission will have been accomplished because they will have some people that took the shot for the fear that they were going to lose their job because of what the president said yesterday. After the break, we will be joined by American Policy Roundtable CEO and President Dave Zanotti to discuss the president's remarks a bit further. You're listening to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Rob Walgate with you on this Friday morning on the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. And we started hot, hot and heavy on the president. We've talked about his press conference yesterday at 5 p.m., his walking to the podium, taking the mic, lecturing unvaccinated Americans, dropping the mic, and walking away. And uh, to the surprise of no one, not taking any questions or having any further discussion regarding it. Joining us now to talk about those remarks is Dave Zanotti, CEO of the American Policy Roundtable, and he also happens to be my boss. So good morning, Dave. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Hi, Rob. How are you today? Doing doing well. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess I could set you up with a question here, a question there, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to, if that's all right. I am going to hand you the microphone because so many times, I will say this for you, so many times things happen and you're the first person I call or text because I want to make sure I'm not crazy and going off the ledge and what I'm thinking. And we have so much dialogue back and forth and bouncing it off one another that if I have a wrong thought or idea legally, constitutionally, we flush, we flush those out together. And you're always my sounding board. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate you allowing the listeners to overhear one of our conversations today on the air. Well, Rob, I'm, I'm standing in the kitchen doing one of my favorite things this time of year, which is to slice up fresh northeastern Ohio apples. <laughs> yes. They're coming off the trees, uh, and I have I always have my apple charts up. The old apple a day keeps the doctor away, um, health and, and natural immunity and all of that stuff. So I just, I'm, I'm purposely going low-key this morning because everyone is losing their mind based on what the president did yesterday afternoon. And I can understand that. If we take Joe Biden seriously, I had one person write me last night and said, did he just declare war on unvaccinated Americans? That's how the speech came off. Um, it came off as an angry old man who decided that he was going to pay back people that weren't listening to him. And which shouldn't be surprising to us. First off, Joe Biden doesn't have control over this White House. We know Ron Klain and the Center for American Progress does because there was a Center for American Progress, George Podesta and George Soros, that arranged the entire operation yes. of the 2020 election. They admitted that in Time magazine. Of course, they didn't go ultimately to the final sources. They stopped halfway and, and showed us who their fall guys were. And this is not a conspiracy. This is something that's happening in plain sight, and they're admitting it to everyone. Uh, the Center for American Progress has run the last several Democratic administrations. That's what they do. When John Podesta left the Obama team um, and became actually left the Clinton team and, and, start, and founded the Center for American Progress with uh, George Soros, they then came back to basically be chief of staff or, or control behind the scenes every Democrat presidency. And as soon as Joe Biden uh, took office, Ron Klain moved from the board of CAP uh, into the White House. And, of course, that's why he, he got caught on a retweet yesterday saying, Haha, didn't we pull a fast one on everybody by completely avoiding Congress and making our federal mandate policy through OSHA? 
pretty smart. Well, of course it's pretty smart. It's what they do. They figure out how to apply the administrative state into your life without the rule of law and outside your representative government. That's what they do because they're socialists. These people do not believe in the United States Constitution. They do not believe in the United States Declaration of Independence. They just use these documents to get what they want and to cover over their real agenda, which is for them to tell you what to do, which is what Joe Biden did, exactly as he was told. Go scream at those people, Joe, and tell them, if now we're coming after you. So this is what socialists do. They're very nice until you stop obeying them, then they get ugly. How has it changed since, you know, I, I know you and the team at the Roundtable have studied Healthcare and the attempt of the healthcare takeover by the government for 40 years. How has that changed? Are you shocked where we are today based on Hillary Care and everything that was proposed in the 90s to today? Everyone needs to get a jab in their arm. And they're not saying just one jab. You may need an infinite number of jabs to make the state happy. Well, so I don't forget because I'm trying to stay as, 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 but careful as I can with emotions in this hour. Last night, I don't want to forget to tell you this. I listened to CNN last night on Sirius Radio driving around after the speech, and I heard on the Anderson Cooper show um, the doctor, Sunjay Gupta, is it? Yes, yep. That that the, the doctor from CNN directly asked a live question to Fauci about people who've had the disease and have acquired natural immunities. And Fauci said, it's a legitimate point. We have to talk about it. I don't know the answer to your question. No one does yet. Now, he literally threw the entire Biden plan for mandatory vaccines under the bus. And I can't find a single news article about it today. Now, I'm still looking. I may yet find it as the day unfolds. Because most people have stopped thinking about this from a position of medicine and science and are solely looking at this in regards to politics. So what we've got is a situation where Fauci is acknowledging that you have as many as perhaps 120 million Americans who have natural immunities. We don't know how long they're going to last, he said, so that's why vaccines may still be applicable. But it's a conversation that is legitimate, he said, and unresolved. We have to keep talking about it. So what about all those people who have natural immunities who now their employer is going to say, you'll take a vaccine or else, when technically, scientifically, they don't need it right now? Why would the government force you to take health care you don't need? Now, that brings me to the question of what you just asked. Since forever. Since the 1900s, the progressive movement in America has understood that healthcare is our most vulnerable place whereby we can drive socialist policy through fear into people's minds. And then we can also ultimately win it either by the courts or through legislation or just by federal dictate. America right now is terrified of a disease that 99% of people recover from. Anything that this, the socialist progressive movement can do to drive that fear wedge deeper and change public policy while people are simply too afraid to react is what they're going to do. And that's exactly what Joe Biden's doing again. Ultimately, they want to use COVID not just to get mandatory 
federal vaccine mandates, but to ultimately mandate a nationalized health care plan. That's what they want to do. And they know people don't want it because nobody trusts them anymore. So they're just going to take it. That's the game plan. And that game plan also calls for putting shots in people's arms. And these same people are telling you, you have to get the shot. Eight, nine, ten months ago, we're telling you they wouldn't trust a shot that was developed under the Trump administration. It's the same shot. I mean, it, these vaccines are the same. So if people can't understand the politics that are being played with your health care, uh, we got to do a better job of educating them on that. Look, this goes the whole way back to Marx and Engels in the 1800s talking about the subject of ontology which is, in essence, the study of reality, that which is real. And what uh, Marx and Engels wrote about to one another was the fact that if you can become a Darwinian moral relativist, where you can basically come up with a reason for all things being that has nothing to do with a transcendent ethic or absolute truth, you can push people into doing anything. And that's what they needed. They needed a system whereby they could recreate reality on some purely naturalistic, quote, scientific basis that was relative. And once you begin to wipe out reality and say that there is no God, there is no creator, there is no moral authority or ultimate accountability, there is no truth or untruth, there is no ultimate there, there, then all you have to do is push people around based upon their emotions or based upon their profit, or their greed. You can appeal to any emotion, but there's no truth. So without truth, uh, there's no way to get to the place where we can have an honest conversation about what is real. And that's the world in which these people live. They make it up as they go along. This is the great Ron Clay, uh, Clay workaround claim this morning. We don't have to obey the rules. We don't have to obey the laws. We don't have to obey the Constitution. There are no moral absolutes. No legal absolute. Just figure out how to get what we want. If it means being nice to people, that's fine. If it means terrifying people, taking away their rights, jailing them. At the end of the 20th century, we saw that socialism ultimately went to simply killing anybody that didn't agree with them. Yeah. You have no absolutes here. And for the record, I don't want a dictator in office. I don't care what letters next to their name. I was making these same claims. We were having these discussions when we can look at the state of Tennessee. Local school boards voted in Tennessee um, for a mask mandate in Williamson County for a mask mandate. And the governor. Like the equivalent of Medina County. Yeah. Yeah. The equivalent of Medina County in Tennessee. They, they, and they have county school boards there and in Tennessee, and they voted for a mask mandate. They are an elected body. Now, I don't agree with the mask mandate that they voted for, none of that, but they were elected by the people to do a job. Governor Bill Lee came in and said, you can't do that. Parents can opt out, but, and he did that by executive order. My, and some, a lot of people were cheering it. You had national syndicated hosts cheering it, yelling, that's great. My issue is, what happens when that elected board makes a decision that you or I agree with and a governor that we don't like comes in by executive order and says, nope, we aren't going to go for that. We're going to do what I say because I'm king now. I mean, that's not how this system works. And unfortunately, we're applauding the system as long as the dictator makes a decision that we agree with. That that That's not how it's supposed to work. 
Rob, expedience is one of the gravest dangers to a free society. And when you can create panic, when governors can put on their windbreakers, stand next to lab coats, and try to scare the living daylights out of everyone that you're all going to die, when in fact 99% of you aren't going to die from this disease. Now, that's proven true across the globe. That's proven true. Uh, And the healthier that you are, the better chance that you have. Now, if you have comorbidities, and you're older, but see, I can't lie to you. The statistics show that even if you're older, if you're generally healthy, you do well with this. But if you have comorbidities, if you've been smoking, if you've got trouble with diabetes, we know all those things now. This is a very different situation. So what I'm suggesting is not that the disease isn't real and not that the vaccines aren't important. We all know that to be a part of established science. We said that from day one. The problem is it's the progressive leftists that have left science at the curb. They've left good medicine. They're the ones that are playing doctor everywhere you turn around. And and they've basically lost their minds because they're trying to force us to do the same. They've completely lost touch with reality. Yeah, and, and the longer we draw this out, the science tells us the more variants we will have, correct? The long, I mean, the longer well, we... Well, that's why we have flu vaccines. The coronavirus is a flu-type vaccine it's just one we've never seen before which means every one of us are going to have to deal with this in our immune systems because we don't know that anyone would have had any shared immunity from anything else so we're assuming the worst from the beginning which is not a bad place to be but the worst has not come to pass and no one can adjust for the fact that to survive this and overcome it like every other virus that enters the human race we need natural immunities, and we're blessed to have the opportunity to have vaccines. We need the best of both. And just to that point, so that people don't flip out, because we know there's a lot of people in the Northeast Ohio area that are in the medical communities, and they've been indoctrinated. Please understand something. We don't have enough vaccines yet. The vaccines that we have are not performing well against Delta. Everyone admits that out loud. A year from now, they're most likely perform even poorer. That's why we have to retool them. That's why we changed the flu vaccine virus, which is built off of coronaviruses every single year. That's the way, that's the science. Why are we denying the science? So we're ready for new vaccines. And I don't know why we still don't have an attenuated vaccine, an old school vaccine, where you actually take part of the virus that's either extremely watered down or dead cells that you're able to use to cause your body to respond directly to the element, not an mRNA, which is a different style of technology altogether. I'm not saying either one is better than the other, but why don't we have both? Those are all fascinating questions. And if the President of the United States can tell us you must take a jab in your arm for your health and the betterment of everybody, why can't the President of the United States outlaw sugar? or say no more nicotine, or any alcohol over 8% is not permitted to be sold. I mean, where does it end? Where, where? Why can't he tell you that if you have too high a percentage of body fat, you can't be on Medicare or Medicaid? Yeah, I think, and, and that was part of the discussion, is uh, medical facilities that are operating that take Medicare and Medicaid, that they are going to be told, if you don't make all of your employees get vaccinated, 
you will not receive those federal funds. So then how soon will it be before everyone who gets Medicare or Medicaid will be dictated to in the same fashion, regardless of what their doctors are saying? How come he didn't come out and say, if you're on EBT or you're on welfare, you get any government subsidy whatsoever. If you're not vaccinated, the checks stop tomorrow. Why didn't he say that? Because because he would be immediately accused of being a racist, even though, even though there are, just as many people that are, in fact, there are more people of non-African American or dark-skinned origins or or, or or dark skin that there are more white people taking federal benefits than there are black people. But it would still be connected yeah, to but be it, a racist conversation. But it, yes, but it would be perceived that way, mm-hmm. and perception becomes reality. So, well, Dave, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to join. I know you always enjoy being on Bob's program and and speaking with the listeners. Well, we love Bob's audience, and and I want to encourage people to not give up hope. Uh, Eat a great Ohio apple today. Say your prayers today. Uh, Don't lose faith today because the Declaration is still here. The Constitution is still here. And all of this can be averted by the will of the people. And that will is, I believe, best exercised in prayer, in positive conversations with one another, in finding new leaders that will believe in the Constitution and electing people to our civil government from the bottom up, mayors and local county commissioners and school board members, the whole way to the White House, that will represent the truth about America. And when we do that, these problems will have a better platform to be solved. Amen. Thanks for taking the time. There's a number of guarantees in life, and one of them is no matter where Dave Zanotti is doing radio across the country, he will give props to Northeast Ohio Apples. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. You're listening to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, this is Martina McBride. With online news, social media, and texting available 24-7, the world seems to be spinning faster and faster every day. And it can be overwhelming. Sometimes we just need to unplug and take a break from our electronic devices. It can help reduce stress and allow us to reflect on the things that are really important in our lives. This message brought to you courtesy of the United States Air Force. Charlie Kirk gives you a lesson in economics. Again, what makes our program a little bit different is we go a level deeper. We try to explain the why, not just the what. You can get out of debt a couple different ways. You can tax your way out of it, you can cut your way out of it, or you can inflate your way out of it. You cannot print wealth. We know this. And it's something that we've been warning about for quite some time here on our program. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. Rob Walgate sitting in for Bob France on this Friday morning. Huge thanks to Dave Zanotti for joining me on the program. As I mentioned, um, Dave is my boss. I've worked at the American Policy Roundtable for, let's see, oh, wow, over 18 years. Um, a number of listeners, I'm sure, know um, my pathway to getting there and 
it happened to coincide with failing out of three different universities and um, just walking along a wayward path. And uh, the board and Dave at the round table, the team there, Patty and everyone took a chance on me a little over 18 years ago. And that's where I've received my education, if you will. I talk about I'm always calling Dave or Melanie Elsey and asking uh, legal questions when I hear something because I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. And they can help talk me off the ledge before I get on air or before I say something crazy. Um, we walk through those things together and we're always trying to learn and we're always trying to do our best to educate others. We talk about it on the public square. You can visit us at thepublicsquare.com. We're spreading the light of liberty throughout the land. That's the tagline we use there. So I'm constantly picking Dave's brain, asking questions. He's, um, you know, helping in our part to change America for this next generation, not to change it in a way where there would be any type of negativity, but to have that worldview. When you read the founders and it talks about we, the people, and it talks about working for change and it talks about that sacrifice and that government service um, and it all boils down to where true truth comes from. And if you really love your neighbor, if you love your neighbor, don't you care who serves in civil authority over your neighbor? Don't you care? who the mayor is, who's on city council, who's on school board, all these decisions that are being made. And I'm not one to come at it from the attitude of, you work for me, you should do what I say. No, that isn't how it should be approached. When we start screaming at people from the beginning and tell them they work for us, do you think they're going to want to listen? Do you want to listen when someone calls you an idiot, do you want to listen? When someone is always berating you, no, we need to have the discussions. And it's okay to have those discussions with people we disagree with. What we need to make sure is that we have the facts. What we need to make sure is that we have the studies, that we have the law on our side. And, yeah, it still amazes me as someone who did um, not do too well at those schools. I do get invited occasionally, time to time, to law schools to share and to speak. I have the opportunity to go on radio and television and speak about the law and how it applies to us now, those same law schools that invite me to speak, they probably wouldn't accept me as a student if they saw those old college transcripts. <laughs> but they'll let me uh they'll let me go in and have a little uh, have a little fun in in lecturing and discussing and again in learning together and studying the history of it. One of the things that's talked about often is when it comes to vaccine mandates, talked about the Jacobson case at the Supreme Court from years and years ago. That wasn't a federal mandate. That was a state law. You're going to hear about that talk more in the weeks to come. After the break, I want to talk about what you, the listeners, want to talk about. 216-901-0945. We're coming up tomorrow, 20th anniversary of, on 9-11. We can talk about that or anything else on AM 1420, The Answer. You're listening to the Bob France Authority.